All right, we have Palm Beach, Florida Zone. Joining me here on the show here tonight for Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light G65, iHeartRadio. Goes by the name of Dope Truth. He represents Orlando as well, as I'm repping for him with the magic hat tonight. But Dope <laughs> Truth joins me here on the show. Congratulations on everything you've achieved on the independent grind, all the artists that you've written for, all the major accomplishments, no investor. We, we have so much to talk about here tonight, man. But welcome to the show. How's Appreciate everything you. feeling? How are you enjoying your Wednesday here? Uh, I'm good today, man. I'm chilling. I'm in my home studio, just relaxing, you know, regular day right now. How about you? How you feeling? I'm doing pretty well, man. I appreciate you being able to be on the show here tonight. Shout out to Al Nice for connecting us. And I know you guys have just me doing my research online about you guys. You've had a, a friendship for a while now. Yeah, Al Nice is definitely my guy. Yeah, we're definitely like brothers at this point. Especially with the Empire connection. But, but you, let's take all of the things all the way back to because your influences span from 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, th- those guys right there. But right. I, I want to get into the time when you were a DJ in your high school for a few years. <laughs> yeah, you took it way back. That's a fact. Definitely. Definitely. Used to DJ back in high school. That's kind of how, like, I always had a love for music. And, I like, that was, like, what I thought I should start at. So I was like, yo, let me just throw some parties. And I was DJing. What was your biggest event as a DJ? I'm curious to hear this. Uh, biggest event would have to be one that I threw. Like, I threw a, um, like, my mom happened to have, like, a sports bar uh, for, like, a couple of years back then. So I threw, I had the venue, so I was just like, I just need a DJ. <laughs> so I threw, I threw like this end of the year uh, party where I kind of went to like every high school, like that was around uh, Palm Beach and kind of invited everybody. And it was just crazy. Like the first hour, it was just like, like at capacity. It, it just, were you totally embracing, because this is a huge movement with the whole two live crew that was going down there with Uncle Luke in Miami, were you kind of a part of that and just showing love when you were DJing that way? See, when I DJed, it was mostly like, I, uh, because of them, I was intimidated, honestly speaking. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to, I wouldn't like, be like, yo, I'm trying to do this party. I focused on the markets that they were focused on. It was, it was school. So I DJed all middle school events. All okay. Yeah. Rallies. So you had to keep it as <laughs> clean as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that right. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was lit. Like, you know, I got mine. I definitely did what I had to. Have you ran into Uncle Luke at all being out there and just moving around the industry? Oh, yeah. No, def- definitely growing up. Like, we, I seen, I remember seeing Uncle Luke. I remember seeing Trick Daddy. Like, the whole, the, I remember just watching them grow up and like actually like, yo, I need, like, I want to be a part of that one day. And, so and definitely, like, you built your own legacy, but an important event was the performance that you went to see Wiz Khalifa perform at. When, when he was at this concert, was it for Rolling Papers? ONIFC, what was this? What what era was was Man, this? Oh yeah, you got you good. I got that was probably like my first concert. Like where I was like, yo, I gotta get on the stage. And I used to transition from DJing to rapping. Where I was like, yo, nah. Like what? Wiz is on there doing that shit. I could do it. But um, it was black and yellow. I remember black I and yellow. It was that right. And it was a concert. I believe like Boca Raton, Florida, or Fort Lauderdale. It was over there somewhere. And I remember sneaking into it with my cousin because I don't even think I was of age. And like, yeah, I had to sneak in there. I had to sneak some butt in there, like at a West <laughs> concert. And that's, like, I, I can't wait to tell Wizard's story. He actually stopped. Though he'll remember because he stopped the whole concert because someone told him that yo, they're taking everybody's weed in the crowd. Like, they're not letting them smoke at the door. And he literally was like, "I'm not performing until you guys start passing everybody their weed back." <laughs> like, it wow. was crazy. Was like, I, like, yeah. So that was a moment I remember for sure. It's like Woodstock, everyone getting all their water bottles and stuff they're bringing and taking away. 
We saw exactly. how that ended up, right in flames, blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but, but I heard about it, just your whole journey getting into music, but you have cited in the past as your mother being the biggest inspiration and in just why you do it. What was the blueprint that she set for you early on as a child for you to follow your dreams in music? Because I know you had a plan, because growing up in a Haitian household, you had to say that, I want to go here to go to school, So because yeah. that's a strict environment. So talk to me about yeah, the blueprint exactly. that your mother sent. See, my mom, like, that's why she's like my best friend to this day is because she's super strict, but you just have to make it make sense. She's also logical. So it's like, yeah, I want you to do this, but if you can do this and make this make sense, then I'm not going to turn it down. So she never was a mother like, nah, you like, like, even with DJing, like, she was like, all right, well, like, well, this is not the type of parties I kind of want at my establishment, but if my son wants to do it and you're here, then why not? Like, so it's like, so that's all that, like, she plays that major role. She always, like, you know, just the number one supporter, like, when anything you do. Like, you know, most moms should do that, but, you know, they kind of always turn it down. Like, you know, they want you to do, like, this or that. But, you know, she just, it just had to make sense. And it did for you. With the with the DJing and stuff, were you learned, were you DJing on CDJs, vinyls? What, what kind of DJ were you as far as the equipment? It was crazy. It's crazy because um, DJing, like, really... Like I started in the air, like to me, when I thought of DJing, it's like I first downloaded Virtual DJ okay. and then everybody was like, yo, download Serato. And I was like, all right, cool, download Serato. But I really was trying to like see, find out more information about it really because my stepdad was a DJ at the time, but he used the turntables. Like, the the techniques. Exactly. So he had a pair of those in the house and I literally would just watch that like. Uh, he'll go like leave and then I'll like go cut it on and try fucking with it. And one day he caught me and it was just like, all right, teach me. Like, it was <laughs> like, all right, I'll show you. Cause you know, it was my stepdad. So I tried to play the tough role. Like, I don't really want to talk to you. Like, ah, uh, you just my mom's boyfriend type of thing. <laughs> 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 type of thing. Like, honestly speaking, that's what it was. And then it was just like when he walked in one day and I was just jamming, he was like, yeah, I'll show you. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. How much of an appreciation do you have for, for vinyls? Because when we look at it, you're coming up now and, and getting big through the digital age and, and you understand what it was like before all that. So how much of appreciation do you have when you hold a piece of vinyl or even like when you want to replicate something for yourself for one of your albums that you release? How much of an appreciation do you have for vinyl? Uh, I appreciate it, but I appreciate vinyl a lot. But I also appreciate the, like the new era just because you can hold so much music without the space. Exactly. Like, so it's cool to have the classics, like, yo, I, like, but it's like, yo, like, if you want 10,000 records, do you want them, like, on a hard drive, or do you want them, like, in a crate, in your living room, exactly, yeah. like, we gotta, we just gotta give, you know, get with the times, like, it, exactly, but when you first started, because I'm seeing a trend now with all the artists in the industry, that they want to go out and get the deal. But now the tide is turning where you're just being independent because you were adamant about, I have to get that deal. And you look at it as that if things really blossomed out the way, it was just an exit. Right. Right. Not exactly. Like, like you just, you just, just pretty much spoken. It's like, uh, first started doing music. I was just like, you know, I want a deal. I want to post on an Instagram with the paperwork and the champagne. Like, Oh man, I did everything I could do for this moment. Like, <laughs> like that's what I thought was making it. Like, you got me until you actually in these offices and you're like, yo, like, bro, this is just like another Instagram post. Like, like to make it is to actually feel successful within everything you're doing, like with yourself. It is, I mean, no accolades or anything can actually give you that. So when you actually like learn the process and fall in love with it, like, 
that's like the last thing that's like you're actually concerned with. You get me? Like, so I try to preach that to artists as well because, like, I also you know give my helping hand out and help artists as well because it's like no one helped me. No, that's why he say, I told you so. I told you. <laughs> I told you so. I told you. You got to get some t-shirts and merch because you got your no investor clothing line. You got to get some oh, yeah. t-shirts that say this. I, I want one of those. Yeah, no, definitely. I got you, man. I got you. I got, actually got a whole new uh, drop coming out, a whole new no investor drop. I got some hats coming out, some new t-shirts with like catchy phrases on it. Like, it's going up. Like, how about some jerseys? I'm a big jersey guy. You got, you got some jerseys out there too. I get you. I'll make you. I'll make you a custom pack. Oh, that's like fire. And shorts. Yeah, jerseys. Like I got you. I got yeah, you. Jerseys and snapbacks. Facts. I got you. I got you. Yeah. A, a big like, influence of no yours is fabulous too. I, I read about online, and he's he's top two. He's he's very underrated in my opinion. When you look at just the things that he was doing, not only in the, in the hip hop sense and the way, just his flow and his style. You can see how it inspired a lot of the artists today, especially like Drake. Drake's always paying homage to him. But even the clothing, exactly. he, he's the king of jerseys, in my opinion. No, exactly. And it's crazy because I'm from South Florida. So whenever I told somebody that, like, who you like? Who's your favorite fab? Like, fab? Like, like what the hell? <laughs> like, they never understood it. They're like, yo, why not anybody from the crib? Like, you're wild. And it really was just because of, I, was, I like, studied how he was always fashion, like, style. he was styled down. But it was always like how he was an underdog, but made himself relevant every season. It's like it was never a season where I was like where Fab wasn't relevant without being, you know, in the tabloids and all the extra. So that's really why like, I admire the overall. Like, because a lot of other artists may be more talented, but it's like a lot of, you know, shenanigans. Like, it's too much extra. I just like the, you know, nonchalant vibe. He dominates that, and you see his impact this day. Are you a per- person that prefers Fab's mixtapes or his albums? Which side are you uh, on? Well, to, it'll be in the mixtape side because the soul, the soul mixtapes. Yeah, that's when he really was giving it up how I needed to hear. Like he was like <laughs> summer shootouts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Death coming threes, like all those. Yeah. You know <laughs> that that that's, that was definitely my vibe. That's your vibe right there. But someone that you would love to sit down and meet with and, and just to pick his brain on because you have the, the you relate with the, the hustle side of things is is Diddy, Puff Daddy. I still call him Puffy because I'm such a 90s guy. So th- right. th- what would you ask him once you were able to sit down with him? If you have something right off the top of your head, what would you want to ask him? To be honest, I'm the type to I found that I found that I get the most results from not asking questions. Mm. To be honest, I'd rather just observe it's because, like, I can ask you a question right now, and then you give me an answer, but I understand the answer better by just seeing how you how you move. How you and that would be most of my questions. It's like, yo, if it's, I'm in this situation, da-da-da. And actually being around certain people, can they can show you that without, like, that's how I learn from a lot of my wins and losses, like, from other people's mistakes or their success, like, mm-hmm. honestly speaking. So, like, I'll just try to observe. I just want to, like, be a fly on the wall. And what's been the most important moment of you being a fly on the wall so far? Because we, we've seen it where you were in Boosie's house because he took you around. And that gave you the motivation about what a young black person in America, how they can yeah. achieve such success. So what, what was one of those other fly in the room, moment, fly in the wall moments for you besides the Boosie story? Oh, man, it's been, it's been not to say so many, but it's like, you know, I cherish every moment like because i know nothing nothing's promised but another one of the moments would be um ah uh, man 
I would have to say uh uh watching um what a success story watching a uh, Dusty Locaine actually feel me watching him get discovered being there watching him get signed going from the tank top to we can go in the mall and buy what I want and yeah. <laughs> that was like one of those like ah right, yeah no nah, I'm not I'm not doing the wrong thing here like <laughs> this shit ha- this shit's possible like <laughs> so definitely that that would be like more like you know one of the funner things I could say besides all the other times I cherish when I meet like the I like you know people that you always looked up to so it's like it's 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 left to right with those moments like you know what I mean it's like some people you like oh yeah this is exactly what I thought and other people let you down yeah a lot so of your idols just, become your rivals in this industry a hundred percent it's unfortunate but that's nah, just life not, exactly draft day yeah, records nah. your own independent label too you, you built that up yourself Fact, draft day records is that uh it's not actually started with uh me and my brother hollywood jazz uh, he's usually with me a lot of times to do it and um yeah that's pretty much he's the founder of the draft day records and we just ran with it i'm like yo like hey, we could build it from the bottom up like let's do it so pretty much that's what we've been doing and it's just us two right now it's like we haven't signed any artists but i am like working with producers and that's big time. And you're also on the songwriting tip, as you mentioned, Dusty Locaine before. Timmy's another artist that you've done some work with. With, with Dusty Locaine, he, he's told you how to block out all the politics. In particular, what are those politics that you can clarify in which he's helped you? Well, you like I said, when you like, well, like I said, when you watch somebody uh, actually start from like, I guess when they make their, their they release their first song to, you know, it's usually you got 50 people around you. Like 50, mm-hmm. maybe 100 people around you. Like everyone's happy for you. Then you start to get some success. And then, you know, others may want your success just as much. So you watch people fall off. You watch some best friends disappear. You watch girlfriends Those 50 people switch. turn into people on one hand. Absolutely. So, I mean, like Dow say, that's one of the biggest, like, hands-on. Because, you know, like, we can say that. We all know it. It's like, you know, everyone can't make it with you. But it's like when you have to get to that point where it's like you have to make that decision to better your career or your future, it's like, and sometimes maybe when people are wrong, sometimes they are right. But it's just like your current situation calls for whatever you got to do. But, right? you know, so it's like watching that, like it's just just learning the whole industry and it all is like it's just more than music. Like it's just more it than is. music. It's deeper. It's real life. You've referenced it plenty of times in your music about being stabbed in the back hundreds of times countless amounts of times it's that's what what comes with the game how do you go about building relationships on the business side of thing and in your social life because it's you got to maintain kind of two lives in one person because you got the business side of things then you got the personal life as a normal human being so how do you go about those two types of relationships uh i i well i try thinking about it as trying to be like i mean as cliche as it sounds is like as pure as possible it's like i feel like if i don't like switch roles I don't ever have to feel like I'm like damn I'm not being what they're used to so it's like I try to give people me it's like as blunt it is as raw as it is sometimes you're gonna be like nah I don't know who the fuck he like think he is or sometimes <laughs> like like it's just as me as possible it's like I don't want it. like that's why I'm like a lot of people that I meet and it's like we build relationships you'll be like you'll think that like yo how long you known him or I can meet you today and then somebody just might be like yo you guys knew each other like no it's just I just try to be as pure as possible and understand that like that's what's gonna dictate whether that person chooses to be do you wrong do whatever it comes with it it's just like I feel like it's off the energy that you give because if you're like say if I come off as stagnant and like like a little PTSD like because I'm 
Like I got fucked over too much. And you feel that energy and you're like, well, he's a little off. Like, so you're not, now you're on your toes. We're both on our toes and nothing gets done. Cause we're like, nah, I don't know. I don't really know him. I don't really know son. So it's like really giving somebody me and like letting them choose. Like, yo, if you want to fuck with me, fuck with me. If you don't, we're here. The show goes on. Peace and blessings. I'm double tapping your picture still. <laughs> it's like, it's all love. I promise. Like, I don't have no time for the hate. The, the show goes on. Yeah, Just like Lupe that. Fiasco. It, it goes yeah. on. It continues on from there, no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Timmy, you spoke about him before, about him being so humble. And that's rare to find in this industry because usually right. everyone's all, especially in the clout chasing era, everyone's just all about their egos and they really they look at you they look as they feel as though that you're under them there's no more unless you have a certain amount of followers your follower count has to match for people to be on the same levels nowadays we know how it is but rotimi's someone that you just see that he just treats people equally no matter how much the accolades he has that's amazing to see yeah no definitely he's super humble like because like i said like it still it goes back to the last time we like it's hard to trust. So a lot of people they don't want to come off as like arrogant or something, but they're like their safety's on the line and it's a lot of other things comes with it. But like you know, Rotimi's real humble. He's the type of person that uh, you know stop on the side of the street, like have actually have a conversation with you, and you know you don't really get that too much out of like people that's on both sides, like acting, music. He has so much things he's got going on. Like you'll be, you'll be shocked. Like <laughs> he got so much shit going on. Houdini, legendary hip hop trio, mm-hmm. iconic as it is, you, you paid homage with friends as Nas did back in the day with "If I Ruled the World" on it was exactly. written. You did that in your own way. When we look at these, these have these legends reached out to you? Because I know that one of the members passed away last year, unfortunately. But did, did they get a chance? You know, if any of the the members of Houdini reached nah, out I've, to? I haven't spoke to them, but it's crazy because when I did drop that, it did get a lot of like. A lot of uh, like feedback, a lot yeah. of publicity and stuff. But nah, no one's no one's that I know of. At least it hasn't gotten to me. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, that was that was, but that was a dope. That was another dope moment. Like that was just like on being in the studio. Like yo, let's let's flip some old shit. And yeah. <laughs> my engineer pulled that up, and I was like, oh. Let's go. Do you feel as though the 80s doesn't get enough love in hip hop? Because we always go back to the 90s, the early 2000s. Do you feel as though the 80s is underrated? Because you, you have some big time records that came out of there with LL Cool J, yeah. Kumo D, that whole public enemy. It, it's underrated. <laughs> uh, I think it does, but I think it's because um, the generations, the times. It's like you have to understand like the generation that would be on the 80s. We would have to be kind of like a 90s baby, yeah. per se, like early 90s, not even late 90s. We would have to be like an early 90s to really appreciate that. And you don't have too many, like, you know, artists that's like in the, was born in the early 90s in the league. You know what I mean? No, it, it would be nice to, to see some of the young, because I know a lot of the younger hip hop artists, and I do get angry about it because when they're on there and they say, well, who's this, who's that? People yeah. should be knowing who Method Man is. People should be knowing who Big Daddy Kane is. This is your genre. But this that's is- but I'm saying that's the gap that like I just told you, most artists they're either born in, in the two thousands or ninety eight, ninety nine, two yeah. thousands. And then everybody else is like seventies and sixties. Like and like a few, maybe a few eighties. There's no ninety, like tell me someone that's like ninety nineteen ninety four that's like really dominating shit right now. 
it's like it's tough. Yeah, no, it's tough right now. It's tough. It's it's tough to find that out. I want to get into your new single, "Bad Bitches," available on all platforms. You should go download it. Go check out the video. Go get that. Was there because because I kind of got a new age ice cream Raekwon feel with watching it. That you kind of flipped it in your own way. Did that ever come into your mind at all? Nah, that's the first time I'm hearing that way. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. That's that's the first time I've heard so many like opinionated like questions, like things on that. Like some people's like. This, that, like, everybody has, like, you know, it brings something out of it. That's why I like, like, I'm happy that it's, it actually pulls. I feel like that's what a good record is. That, you know, it pulls so many different ideas from everybody that listens to it. Like, oh, this reminds me of this. Made me think about this. Like, that's a good record. Yeah, all, it definitely is. And you've been on the run. Are you currently looking, though, because I told you so came out last year. So are you looking right. now to release a part two? What are you looking forward to? It's 2023 um, is the release for you. Right now, I'm like uh, kind of on my like single wave. Yeah, like, I noticed that. Big. I I made sure to promote all your new singles. I've checked them all out. Yeah. Like on doing like uh, just trying to really build up like my visual. Like I have a lot of visual content building up like the audience for that, and like really just making sure like people are appreciating these records because like like you said, if you even if you go back and listen to I told you so, it's like it's so much on there that like a so like story that still has to be broken down even more like i don't want to lose my hunger i don't want to lose like the stories of you know talking about all this other like you know things now like I, like so that's really where i'm at now it's like you you'll get a lot of rec- like records from that i still haven't put out that still has all that hunger you know what I, like shit that we want to hear <laughs> something i admire about you is that you'll admit that once you receive a no, because everyone receives no in this industry, that's how you thrive. If, if you're weak, you crumble and you go away, and that's the end of you. You're in the grave. What's the the most, what would you say, important no that made you go harder, that you feel comfortable with speaking about? Uh, the most important no? Um, well, you got to understand, a lot of people, like, I don't, I don't want to call nobody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't call nobody else on their names or anything, but, uh, like, most people they won't tell you no to your face. Like they'll find another way to make it sound better. Like yeah, they'll, they'll so lie. I, they'll be like, oh yeah. well, yeah, I know exactly. They'll right. masquerade it. They'll act like yeah, exactly. You know, they'll so, give you a a BS excuse. Right. So it's like I think it's like realizing that that factor, like not letting nobody have an excuse to to give you. It's like that's kind of my motto. It's like before I like it's hard for me to ask anyone for anything, but before I ask somebody for something. I kind of put them in a position to where they went. They can't say no. It's not like I got like I'm. You're in the checkmate position. You like right, like it's. You, I'm just. It's like I just learned like yo. I gotta be three steps ahead. So then when I do pull that card, it's like a uh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Let me see how I can make this happen because I can't tell them no. Like just because it's so much. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I feel like that's the the best part of master relationships, life, because everybody feels like they're being used. Everybody feels like. They had to do more, like a lot of work to be in the position they're in, like, which I respect. So it's like everyone feels like it should be like, you know, easy, like, oh, why they had it hard. So they should feel that I had it hard. Like, and everyone has an agenda and a job at the end of the day. So I never respect no one's like decisions. I just know, like, okay, I can move, you know, just move my my pieces around the board differently. That's all I like. That's what hearing no did for me. Yeah. And and that this is how you be successful because you keep on going and you, you've even spoken about in some of your songs where the accusations don't bother me because people try to bring you down 
when you're successful. Right. People will try to tr- throw some BS at you. That's why when you yeah. see certain things in the industry, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Especially when you're part of it, you have to take it with a grain of salt. When someone says that, oh, well, this one uses a ghostwriter, that's probably someone hating and people mm-hmm. are just getting on the bandwagon. It's like, you got to take this with a grain of salt. Yeah, and then you start to realize, well, just with just the uh, example you used, the ghostwriting example, a lot of people don't know how music is made. And when you understand that, it kind of shades a lot of the comments out. Some people don't know that the engineers uh, could be different from the producer. They thought producers are, might be the same as the engine. Like, a lot of people don't know how music is made. So it's like, to even talk about writing or ghostwriter, like, you don't even know the process of music. So it's like, you just think that someone goes in there and raps for three minutes, and then they put it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so it's, it, it doesn't go like that. So once you understand, like, I feel like, it, well, that's what helps me. So I feel like other artists should think about that as well. Like, you have to know, people don't know how music is. Like, they don't know how it's put together. So it's like, that's that's our talent. Yeah. So understand that they don't understand and we'll continue to give them music that they like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's what you're doing here because you're you're on your single wave right now. What's going to be the single for the summer that you have? Uh, we definitely push bad, uh, bad bitches throughout the summer, but I definitely have a follow-up that's crazy. That's just going to be like the same. It's kind of like the same, but it's more like dance. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to get out of our chairs on this, this summer. We definitely love it. I could tell you're you're on your single. No standing on the wall. No standing on the walls this summer. No, <laughs> you're you're in your bag. No, for sure, for sure, man. I'm just having fun. Like it's like I just it's like so many like I've been doing music for almost seven, eight. It feels like forever now, but like year after year it was just like trying to figure out what's next, trying to figure out why this isn't working, and it's just it got to the point where it's like people ask me what's next, and I'm like, well, I don't know, and I don't really care, like. Like, I don't know, like, we'll get there when we get there. Like, I'm just so happy with right now to the point where it's like, just embracing like, yo, like, you're making it happen. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's what people have to like fall in love with the now moment, whether it's good or bad. Like some people are like, okay, maybe now because things, no, like it's not all peaches and cream, but I'm in love with now because I know what's coming tomorrow. Like, yeah. It's not a race, it's a marathon. You said you've quoted the late great Nipsey Hussle before and, that's what comes with the game, man. Mm-hmm. What What would you yeah, say was the accolade? Because we we talked about the major thing before wanting that post, you know, the champagne and all all the stuff that comes with that. And then eventually, yeah. you, you either have success or they block out your creativity and they try to drown you out. What would you say mm-hmm. was the the moment for you that this is bigger than if I sign to a major label? What was that moment for you? Uh. That moment was realizing that um, I can play different positions without, like, so, like, claiming one. Like, it's like, I see a lot of artists, like... That like I'm, sending the beats. Artists. Like, beats can be used for different artists and playing that right. position. Like, playing, it's just so many positions to the point where it's like, if I commit to this, like, when I say this, are you going to think about me differently? Are you going to, are you going to, like, not take it as seriously because he's, like, a rapper turned... uh uh executive producer now like you know what i mean it's like i just figured i'm like yo i can play so many positions while just building my, my brand and my name that just sounds way better i don't know it just i didn't i don't really need more explanations yeah. it sounds <laughs> it just sounds better in my head i'm like i could just lie or me doing one thing just doesn't make sense to me because it's like i have so much to give it's like i can't just 
sit there and like it, that's why I said like even with me helping other artists out, it's like that's just not me like trying to get bread or extra. No, it's me like yo like somebody needs to like yo you don't know that like here goes some game like I think that like you know I'm a big believer in karma, so it's just like the more ways I can put out good musical energy, like because it's not everything you do in life, so I feel like I gotta do good and put good you know what I mean good music karma out. So yo let me put you on some game. Let me tell you what to avoid. Let me put you on with this producer that doesn't really talk to people, but he might have some song beats that I know you need. It's like, yo, it's one phone call could change someone's life. And when you realize that, it's like you you can't be stingy with it. like your contacts, anything in life. But no. give, 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 give. That's just how my mother raised me. Like all she did was give, give, give. And I'm happy that, you know, it, it rubbed off on me. And, and and good for you. She definitely raised you the right way, and you know we see how much you've blossomed off of it, especially with your right. own independent grind. Because that's the wave right now in the industry, going independent. independent exactly. to, people are still looking for majors, but people are building it up themselves. Right, and no, I have no problem with the major. I just understand the major is a corporation, it's a business, so it's all about how we can benefit. So it's like. The day or the time where we sit down to do that, it would have to make sense. Like, so I know I have to build my leverage up because I need partnership offer it. I'm like, that's just the only compensation I'm, I want to have. Like, yep. And we know who's in the corporations, these white collar. <laughs> you know. I need partnership. I'm, I'm, I need my mom's coming in there like Jordan mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's, you, you don't want to get on the phone with Miriam, right? Like, she's on, she's, she's gonna, she's gonna get that deal done. Like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, we it, partnerships is there because i know you said you you don't have any artists signed right now the draft day but is there a few artists that you're looking at right now that you're currently in contact with that you think are going to be making some big movements out here that you would consider signing yeah definitely um the problem not i wouldn't say it's a problem it's just i'm really into like the mentorship and like teaching so it's like not to shy away from like contracts and signing somebody i just want them to know their worth so when they do sign, it's not like, cause I'm pretty sure you, you've been in the music world. You have friends that have signed, have invested in artists. They've done this, that, that, and then nothing like, or an artist feels like I, you know, you know, like I've we, seen it. Music, I've seen it. Right. So I really just like helping artists to the point where like they're actually on their feet and they, the decisions they make is not from a, I'm trying to keep my lights on today. You know what I mean? Cause we've all been there and I know like I probably would have been in a effed up situation if that situation were to come to me at that time, like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like every day is different and we do have to survive. So I just really like want to build with artists and show them the different routes and avenues they could take because that it'll come back. Like I, I'm a true believer in it'll come back. Like they'll be, they'll remember. Cause I remember every single person that whether it was a, like a, a simple comment or just a listen, I remember everything. Like I don't yeah. forget a soul. So I know people don't either, even when they try to act like they do. It's just they don't. Yeah, exactly. It's it's what the game is now, man. It's what the, I did want to know. Tell me the history behind your name, Dope Truth. Okay, well, this will be funny because you probably are familiar with this. Um, it used to be a mixtape website we, uh, me and my cousin had out back in the day called DopeHood.com. Okay. It was uh, where you could, it was kind of like live mixtapes. You could get like all the new music. I, of course, we had albums on there, too. It was before the whole copyright thing, copyright mm-hmm. days. It was like a so, dat pit for Spinrilla. Exactly. So it kind of we started around the same time as Worldstar, 
like RPQ, we used to do cross promo. We used to have them like dope, but as the whole banner would have World Star as our banner. And I used to have heavy traffic through there to the point where like we were getting lawsuits like in the email, like, yo, take take this album down, take this album down, or take this to the point where like we even got creative, moved the server to like overseas, like all that. But the name of the website was dopehood.com. It's still live and running to this day, but we keep it clean. It's really mixtapes and you know, songs that we're allowed to give the world. <laughs> but um I just took that name. I just took the dope off that name. And then uh, I, I, everyone always was already calling me Truth. I was like, yo, dope Truth. Let's, let's run with it. Like, and it's clicked and so it's marketable. Mango. No and investor just, started on the lighters and the CDs. So you have the mixtapes right. right there. Yeah. You like the CD era and it worked with the right. merchandise. Right. It was, um, and to be honest, like no investor was always on the lighters. But it, I would just write it like regular letters, like bold letters. No, I, I didn't have like a logo to it until um, uh, Drake dropped. If you're reading this, it's, uh, it's too late. late. I think I think it was like the crooked letters or mm-hmm. something like that. So I did those on like a hat, and then that's when everybody was like, "Oh, this is kind of crazy." And I was like, "Yo, let me amp it up a little bit, switch it up, switch the logo up." And me and my uh, boy, shout out! I always want to give him credit. His name's uh, Paint Boy Gav. He helped me with the whole creative, like the logo with No Investor, and we've been running for running with it ever since. We got a whole new drop about to come out. It's crazy. We already know it. No Investor, still No Investor. What's the third one to follow up with that? Right, and still No <laughs> Investor. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like that's always been the question. And to be honest, I like I I, I didn't I didn't say this earlier, but with my albums and uh, EPs, I never like force a name it's like i like right i don't drop a project until i have a name if i don't come if a name doesn't come to my mind or a mindset i won't that's why i'll be in single mode like a lot of people that's like below a little you know a little hack to me so any project i have out it was like i told you so like that was the mode i was in like before that it was um what was what was like uh so many like you said still no investor started off then it was still no investor it's just like all the from all my projects is literally like I'll have songs, have songs, and then I'll be like, yo, I know what I'm naming it. And then we'll work on it. We'll start go then I'm in album mode. Yeah. Once I got the name. So that's pretty so that's a good question. Like, what's the next what's the <laughs> next sequel? It's like, cause I already told you so, you know. But yeah, that's definitely in thought right now. Dope truth, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show here today. Is there anything else you want to let the people know that we didn't address here yet? Um, now I think we kind of covered uh, a lot of the backstory. I don't get to talk about a lot. There's <laughs> a, a lot of stuff I've, you reminded me about. So I definitely want to give you credits for that. And um, not just keep rocking with me. Uh, dope truth on all platforms. Follow me back. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Tell me watch this interview. I'll definitely follow back and keep it moving. Keep it moving, man. Dope truth available on all platforms. Bad bitch is a new single. I told you so. Go check out that album. Great quality right there. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Dope Truth. Shout out to Al Nice for connecting us, man. And and Ignite. you're always welcome on the show. Anytime you have anything that you want to promote, you got an upcoming album, you always have a spot here. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. And definitely, I do want your info so I can get you, you know, all that good stuff.
Yeah, we locked in. Oh, the we jerseys. In. <laughs> I, I, I need a jersey. I got you. We locked in. We locked in. I need. It, I need to see you repping. Yeah, it, it's got to be baggy. None of this tight crap. It's got to be baggy. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's summertime, man. I'm gonna have you right. You outside. Oh man, you already know. Shout out to you, Dope Truth, and everything that you're doing, man. I look forward to seeing you. You know, growing even more from here and all the big things you achieve next. I appreciate you, man. I definitely appreciate you. Keep turning up whatever you got, whatever you need from me, promoted, regardless, tap in, it's nothing. We locked in. You already know, man. Take care. Stay safe out there, man. Until the next time. Enjoy your night, all right? Boom. Peace Bro. out, man.